Hey everyone, Jefferson Graham here, photo walking today with Scott Bourne, virtually of course, to one of the great areas in New Mexico. Scott, take it away, tell everybody where we're going. We're going to Bosque del Apache National Wildlife Refuge in central New Mexico, about an hour and 20 minutes south of Albuquerque. And I think when you first brought it up to me, you said that Stevie Wonder could go there and get amazing bird photos. Tell everybody. Yeah, it is. It is an amazing place from about early in November until late January. Tens of thousands of sandhill cranes and what we call light geese, that'd be snow geese and Ross's geese, descend on this place. They're wintering there. Uh, the cranes are coming from the Colorado Rockies and the geese are coming from northern Canada. And they come down there and the wildlife refuge was established in 1939 by FDR. And it's there because of the water. The, the birds are attracted to the water. The Rio Grande River runs through there. And the National Wildlife Service is responsible for keeping various ponds full of water and moving uh, the, the food around by growing it. They pay farmers to grow food nearby. And then they move the water around to supplement the food. And the birds come by the tens of thousands. And I've been going there for more than 30 years. Okay. So you, you fly to Albuquerque and, and drive south. And do you spend a day? Do you spend more, more than a day? Oh, I, I spend a month. Uh -huh. <laughs> I spend a month there every year. This is the first year, of course, because of the pandemic, I didn't go. But, yeah, I spend between you know three and six weeks there because like i said it's just an amazing place you can point your camera in any direction and not only is it a great place for bird photography it's one of the best places for bird photography in north america but it's also just beautiful scenery and nearby there's plenty of other things it sits between two mountain ranges the pascal and the chupadera mountain ranges and they're beautiful in and of themselves but it's also very close to the very large array telescope seen in the movie contact with jodie foster which makes for a nice side trip for the day if you want to go there it's also it's also very near the white sands missile base well not very near but close enough to make it in a day and it's near uh, an indian petroglyph monument so there's a lot to do in the area where do you stay when you're there socorro is the little town that's closest that has any kind of real hotel and i highly recommend the holiday inn <laughs> and there's restaurants and a grocery store and all that kind of stuff there and it's about a 20 minute drive from socorro into the refuge and the refuge is large it's 57,300 acres so you can spend a lot of time driving around and you do you drive around through the refuge there's a road that's maintained by the wildlife service and there are various things called the flight deck or uh, the western farm deck and these are actual decks that are built where people go stand on and observe the birds and you can just wander all around through there there's blinds that are set up i've been leading workshops there for three decades and i kind of know all the secret places well tell us one or two of the secret places <laughs> well a rookie mistake is to go to the flight deck to get the morning fly out uh, in the mornings, there are tens of thousands of geese that fly out at once against the sunrise. It's just 
literally one of the most fantastic things I've ever seen. I'm lucky enough to have been around the world seven times, and I haven't seen anything that overtakes it, in my opinion. It's just spectacular. And I've seen it literally hundreds of times, and every time it still gives me goosebumps. And people go to the flight deck, which is the main pond at Bolsca del Apache to try to record it. But the best thing to do is to not actually get on the deck. You want to park your car north of there and get along the tree line and get a little better angle against the sunrise. And it's not nearly as crowded. This is one of those places like Zion Park. In in the winter, there can be 300 photographers with 600 millimeter lenses lined up there. It's something to see. You know, Scott is one of the great bird photographers. It, it, it amazes me every day when he posts his stuff online. And you'll see some of the pictures here. Scott, let's uh, back up a little bit. Talk about uh, the art of bird photography tips and tricks that people need to know well if you want to be a good bird photographer you need to be a birder <laughs> i started as a birder i'm an ornithologist i study birds and i have my whole life and the more you know about birds and bird behavior the easier it is to photograph them so for me it starts with understanding bird behavior and i've been studying this particular group of birds like i say for more than three decades and I'd say that the best tip I can give is understand the birds first. And then there's a couple of photo tips I'll give that will be different for someone who's used to doing landscape photography. In bird photography, we have to have the light at our back. So the sun needs to be over your shoulder pointing at the bird or it needs to be backlit. There's no side lighting in bird photography. So it has to be completely front lit. And that's because the beaks and the talons and everything create ugly shadows if you use side lighting. So the secret is keep the sun at your back. The next thing is you have to understand something about flight because birds perch take off and land into the wind. So if the wind's in your face, it means go to Denny's for breakfast because they're all going to just be flying away from you and you'll have lots of bird butt pictures. <laughs> but if the wind's behind you along with the sun, then you give you skip breakfast, which is hard for a guy like me to do, but I do it. Okay. So so you, you use big lenses, as you mentioned, uh, Zion National Park, uh, 600 photographers, uh, 300 photographers with 600 millimeter lenses. I know you bring big lenses out there. What is your lens of choice generally for bird photography? Well, up until this week, it's been the 300 millimeter F4 IS Pro lens from Olympus. But great news, a new lens uh, is coming any day. One of these days pretty soon, we hope. Uh, I've tested it and done a write-up for Olympus. It's on their website. Uh, it's the 150-400 to F4-5 Pro zoom lens. And because of Micro Four Thirds format that Olympus uses, you have to double the numbers to get your equivalent focal length. So that's really a 3 to 800 millimeter F4-5 lens. But it goes further. It has an ingenious little built-in teleconverter you can flip a switch on the lens and that takes you out to 1000 millimeters at a f56 that's the equivalent focal length and in bird photography you know you can never have too much lens now is it hard to focus uh on a bird flying at a thousand millimeter it is <laughs> but you know that's why you practice uh i've been doing this all my life so it's easier for me but that's the great thing about this new zoom from olympus you can acquire the bird at 
300 millimeters, which is a lot easier. And then you can zoom into a thousand. And because it has spectacular image stabilization, you can actually even hand hold this lens and get really good pictures. Although it's probably easier for most beginners to work off a tripod or a monopod. But the technology is really something I could have never dreamed of. It's an expensive lens. It's $7,500 but it's half the price of some of the lenses I used to use on DSLRs, and it's half the size and weight. What about the iPhone uh, Galaxy gang that would bring their phones to, to, to New Mexico? Uh, how hard is it? Can they get decent bird shots? Well, they can't get portraits like I do, but what they can do is get the flyouts in the morning. And some I've I've used my iPhone in the past to make videos, some spectacular video of birds flying right over my head. Treat the iPhone like it's a real camera, because these days it is. It's a real camera. Uh, if you have a smartphone, though, it's going to be pretty tough to get the shots I get with that $7,500 lens. Right. Well, it's going to be impossible, but uh, it's certainly <laughs> a wider shot uh, of, of, yeah. bird, of multiple birds flying. And you might get a, a little closer than you think. Uh, I mean, I've got a 70 mil, a 65 millimeter on the iPhone 12 Pro Max. The great thing about Bolske is you can get close to the water and the birds aren't usually afraid of you. They'll come right up to you sometimes. So you can get some pretty cool shots. But the thing that I think that everyone should do is no matter what camera you have, you should go because you'll see something there that you can photograph that'll be of interest to you. Uh, I specialize in birds and the birds are a big deal to me, but I see people just happy to photograph the sunrise and the sunsets there. New Mexico is famous for its sunrises and sunsets. They have some of the best sunrises and sunsets in the world. And, and just that alone is cool. Now, one thing I think you can do with a smartphone or if you don't have a long lens is do what I call birdscapes. Instead of landscapes, I call them birdscapes. It's a landscape setting with some birds in it. <laughs> and it's pretty. Uh, well, I, I got to say that talking to you today makes me want to jump out of my chair, get in the car, <laughs> and drive to New Mexico. Pandemic or no pandemic, I can get there in two days, I think. Uh, maybe. Yeah. And how crowded is it going to be? There's a great crane festival, they call it. The Festival of the Cranes is put on by the Friends of the Bosque del Apache. And it's one of the largest, best bird festivals in the West. And it happens every November. I'm usually a speaker there. This year I spoke at it virtually. Um, that That's worth attending. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the whole area, like I say, is just very interesting photographically. White Sands is a spectacular place. The Indian Petroglyphs is a spectacular place. The Very Large Array Telescope is a spectacular place. Well, New Mexico is one of my favorite places in the world. Now, do you go north? Do you go to Santa Fe and Taos as well? You, you know, I've been uh, I've been up there, but when I'm down there, Jefferson, I'm I'm there to photograph the birds at Bosque. They have my full attention, and uh, I drove last year, and it was a really fun trip. And I drove, and I stopped in lots of places. I did stop at Shiprock, New Mexico, which is one of the coolest places I've ever been. That is a little dormant volcano that never really grew up, and it's a, a gorgeous place to do uh, sunrise and sunsets. I photographed my work truck out there and had a lot of fun there and I, I stopped a lot of national parks on the way down through utah but it is a spectacular place it's not expensive in socorro for the most part you can get a hotel room for under a hundred dollars if you want to and the refuge is if you have if you're old like me and you have a national parks pass it's free to get into otherwise it's i think it's seven or ten dollars a day i haven't had to pay for a while because i have the pass but it's not an expensive place to visit and i guarantee you it's more fun than you can afford 
Now, if you took uh, bird shots in uh, 2010 and 2015 mm -hmm. down there in New Mexico, mm -hmm. what can you do differently in 2018 and 2019 and 2021? Well, see, that's just it. With us that are addicted to bird photography, Jefferson, we think, well, maybe there'll just be one slightly better image. I have 400,000 pictures of sandhill cranes. If sandhill cranes do it, I got a picture of it. But there's always something special. And last year was a perfect example. Last year, I got a picture of a sandhill crane eating a mouse. And I had never gotten that shot before, even, even though I have lots of sandhill crane pictures. And it was kind of funny because some guy was leading a tour next to me who clearly had no idea what he's doing. And he was talking about what the sandhill cranes eat. And he didn't know that they were omnivores. And he was going on this big thing about, well, they hear eat, they're eating this corn here. That's all they eat. About that time, the, the sandhill crane picked up a, a mouse and ate it. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I also love your eagle shots. I don't know if you get eagles in New Mexico, but your bald eagles are amazing. We do see some down there, and actually we hope not to, <laughs> because once the eagles arrive, all the other birds, they get a little nervous because the eagle's the apex predator. and. Uh, they all become potential dinner. But I go up to Alaska for that. I go to the Cook Inlet for those. And I usually go there every year as well. All right. Now, before we go, I want you to tell everybody about this amazing lamp that's behind you. Where do ah. I buy a Stratocaster lamp? <laughs> you know, I got that at a swap meet. I don't know. It's like just some guy had it sitting on his table and it said 10 bucks. I said, I'll take it. I didn't wow. even ask if it I didn't even ask if it worked. Uh, I'm, I'm recording this today in my little music studio because my normal system is not working. So, uh, right. yeah. That's and, and when Scott is not doing bird photography, he's photographing bass guitars and guitars, right? Yeah. The thing is, I, I'm uh, like you. I'm a guitar player, although I'm not nearly as talented as you. Uh, I primarily play bass guitar now. And during the pandemic, since I couldn't travel to photograph birds, I thought, well, I got to photograph something because I got to keep my hand in the game. So I started photographing my guitar collection and I created a website with some of those pictures at it's it's called Guitar Portraits, www.guitarportraits.com. Anyway, yeah. Scott Bourne, where can everybody see your amazing work? Uh, just scottbourne.com. Um, I'm also an Olympus visionary, so you can go to the Olympus Learn Portal, and Olympus is still in business despite what everyone thinks, and uh, I do some work with them, and I'm on the circuit, speak at all the big photo conventions, so if you're out there and you run into me, say hey, and if you get a chance, get down to Bosque del Apache this next year because it's going to be spectacular. Okay, so October? Or November. October is when the season starts, but the best time, frankly, is I go down every year on Thanksgiving Day. I've okay. spent I spent more than thirty Thanksgivings eating really nasty turkey at the local diner uh, <laughs> because it's just part of my deal. Uh, but it, that's when it really starts to get good, and it gets good all the way up through about now. Okay, so I'm gonna mark my calendar. I can't go on Thanksgiving, but I'll go the day after. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's it's, fine. it's 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 a great time. There'll be 30,000, 40,000 birds there, Jefferson, and, and uh, you'll have a great time. And if you're down there, I'll, I'll show you what to do. Okay. It's the date. Okay. November 26th. I'll be there. I'm going to see you. Uh, I will be there. Scottborn.com, jeffersongram.net. Thanks for listening, everyone. Photo walks with Scott Bourne in New beautiful New Mexico. We're all going to go. Bye, everyone. See you there. <laughs>